0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 141 of Let's Play on the SportsCenter, and today we have Laura, who's been here before, and we have a new co-host, Zebra. and I will let these ladies introduce themselves. Hello,
1: um, I'm excited to join you guys, I've always been kind of talking at you in the podcast, I'm like, I want to say something, so I'm excited I actually get to join in for real this time instead of just talking to myself, like I usually do. I always leave comments,
0: you know. It's true. <laughs>
2: Great. And I'm Laura back again. I've been on episodes for Midnight Poppyland and Purple Hyacinth. So it's my first time being on an episode of Let's Play. I'm really excited.
0: Yep. And Laura has her own podcast called Laura oh. Ask Motherhead, which we're going to link. So check it out because Thank it's you. really, really, um, if you're a parent, especially, or if you're considering becoming a parent, it's very deep and profound and honest and raw. And it's really, quite. Cl- I think it's fantastic. I'm going to check it out. Thank you.
2: Yeah. And if any listeners want to come on, you are more than welcome to be interviewed by me and answer all my invasive
0: questions. Laura asks about motherhood.
1: Awesome. Great.
0: Awesome. Stuff. Okay. And Sabra, should I like promote the upcoming Q&A? <gasps> that would be awesome. Yes. Go ahead. Yeah. So Sabra and I just spent some time, a significant amount of time yesterday because Sabra was nice enough to gather, um, put together a Q&A session with Mongi. And she gathered questions from the Facebook group and submitted- Almost 70 questions. Yeah, and so we got answers and we recorded it together yesterday and it is super interesting. I'm so excited for y'all to see it.
1: It'll be exciting. It's fun. I'm getting a few things ready, but then hopefully we'll be able to put it out there for everyone.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. Okay, so let's get started. um, We're brief, you know, the brief introduction, which we don't really cover is Umed and Charles talking about um and engineer and you know um, Sam saying they will help and then we have the episode so take it away Sabra. oh, oh i'll do the first one so yeah. sorry, sorry 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 that's
2: fine. so the first panel is just a a panel of the tv and like a closet door which i'm just now noticing like i didn't really notice that before but mm-hmm. it's like okay that's an interesting way to start the, the episode I'm, yeah. I'm not really sure what to say about that but the Hmm. tv is off too it's not like something interesting
0: (laughs) i'm
1: trying to remember if we've seen it before if this is kind of just an introduction to to their apartment but i don't know if we've even yeah i
0: guess it's just background setting like i can't see i can't i I don't know i'm not deriving any meaning from this (laughs) probably no meaning just setting the scene
2: i guess especially since after a couple panels we find out that vicky has a migraine so the tv's off so she's like trying to keep the stimulation down i guess Mm. Um, So then Angela is in the next panel and she says, are you sure you're okay, Vicky? You've been feeling out of it since yesterday. She looks really concerned. She's in her scrubs getting ready for work. Worry mark. Yeah, yeah. Um, And Vicky is all cocooned in a blanket. Yeah, I'm okay, Angela. It's just a migraine. You know how I get. And she's looking down. I'll feel better after I I can cleanse my energies. Um, And Angela, I know you're into the whole energy thing, Vicky, how do you know you're not actually sick with these headaches? I'm really worried about you. Which you know is a valid question. She's a nurse. Yeah.
1: Wait. That's true. Yeah. Dentist. Uh, dentist? Yes. I, we're not. <laughs> okay. I <don't> do. <laughs> dental hygienist. Dentist. Yes, I think she's a dental hygienist, but still, it's it makes sense that she's more con- uh, concerned about her headaches in a more physical aspect instead of an energy aspect.
2: Mm-hmm. My brother's in dental school and, you know, there's a lot of stuff that starts in the mouth that has symptoms elsewhere. So like, maybe she's coming from that perspective. Like maybe there's something
0: wrong when that's why you have headaches. I don't know. Yeah. Mm, interesting. I know my, my grandma is, is like Vicky like this. She's, um, she like, I don't know. I don't even know exactly what this is about, but she's like a Reiki healer, which I think is energies and she did reflexology and yeah. So she's into all this stuff um so yeah when i heard that i was like oh bobby (laughs) (laughs) grandma i still
1: find it interesting on how close these two are and yet they're so different but in a good way in a good way but they are very different and they think um health-wise very differently but it's it's sweet that they're still so close
2: yeah and they don't judge each other or like Mm -hmm. put each other down for thinking differently about things they're just still really close Mm -hmm. so it's pretty cool right um, but Angela is very concerned and expresses that concern. You should go to a doctor and get checked out like a brain scan or something. And Vicki is a little bit, it looks a little bit more worried. <laughs> or stressed out about that. Maybe sorry, Angela, it's hard to explain, but even if I
0: did, I don't think you would understand.
1: <laughs> Truth. Aww. Yeah. But,
0: you know, I am happy. Like there are some things, honestly, I know that for me, I find it very hard to share opinions. People who I know disagree with me because I don't like that. I like to always be—we all agree on everything.
1: (laughs) Like, there's just certain topics you avoid with certain people just to keep
0: the peace. Yeah, I do that, and it's like, I—I wouldn't even be able to say that sentence. I just would avoid the whole topic to begin with, which is not very courageous of me, I think. (laughs) But oh well. Like, (laughs) so hearing her say that, I'm like, for me, I just like my heart clenches up a little because it's like, for me, it's like, oh. We disagree on something, and then it's like, oh, I can't say such a thing. <laughs> but I appreciate that she'd be able to say that.
2: Hmm. Yeah, that they're okay in the relationship to have um, a little bit of conflict or a disagreement on something, and they're comfortable with that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because this is Vicky kind of setting a boundary here with Angela. And then mm-hmm. in the next panel, she's mm-hmm. even more firmly so setting a boundary. At least help. let me help you to your bed so you can sleep it off. And Angela offers her hand to Vicky, But Vicky like is startled. She jumps away. No, no, don't touch me. And that startles Angela. Oh, that's surprising. That would probably surprise me too. Um, but Vicki says, I'm sorry, Angela. I'll, I'll be okay. I just need to rest. I also have a friend coming over to help me with my energies. They'll be here soon. So Angela doesn't seem to take offense at that. Um, she's just concerned. And so she backs off. She recognizes that's Vicki saying, I, this is what I need. Please don't touch me. So she backs off. If that's what you want, Vicki, but promise me if you need anything, you'll call me. Okay. And be careful. She's so, reaffirming
1: those, those feelings. She's just making sure, okay, this is what you want, but I am here. If you need me, I like mm-hmm.
2: that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah, doesn't reinforces. get offended and
1: run away or anything. She's right. still there for her if she needs her.
2: Yeah, it reinforces what you were saying earlier, Sabra, that they're just like so different, but they're so good friends. They're such good friends and they're like really good about respecting each other's boundaries. So Vicky says, I promise. Angela turns away so she can walk to work or head out to work. She says, I'll stop by the grocery store after work and pick up that organic peanut butter you like so much. You look kind of pale and you could probably use the protein. <laughs>
0: it's so sweet. It also, I it's can so just imagine nice. sure you eating peanut butter straight out of the tub. <laughs> 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 While she's doing her yoga stretches.
2: <laughs> yes. She's still very concerned. She's looking at Vicky as she walks away. And Vicky says, thanks, Angela. See ya. Door closes. She heads out. Oh boy. And then we see Vicky. She's just like kind of distressed, alone in the apartment. Sorry, Angela, but I just can't handle your energy right now. And she like sighs and lowers her head. And we have a panel of three hearts. They're white. And This is drained. And it just has her last heart pulsing. Mm. Oh. I think it's important that they're white.
1: I was just thinking about it because when we ever when we see the hearts, they're either frozen, like with Charles, or um, they're red. I think the white is more uh, symbolic of energy, as -hmm. opposed to um, emotions. um, Yeah, love, ability, like warmth. Exactly, because I don't think that's what she has a hard time with. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't see her in the same place as Sam when her level is at one heart if that makes sense yeah
0: for
2: sure
1: it's a little bit different
0: mm-hmm. yeah that's a
2: good point I had not talked too much about that but like I think subconsciously I kind of picked up on that so like right. when we see the hearts um it's usually in like a romantic setting so like with Charles frozen heart right um if Sam is trying to melt or like his heart is melting in response to Sam mm-hmm. or when um the other
1: the other uh, Sam it's more of self-confidence
2: Right. Ooh.
1: Like when she gets a handshake from Marshall about um, how he feels about ruminate or when Charles talks about uh, ruminate with her. That's when she seems to gain those other heart containers. And then they just all get squished to death when Link says his, he's not attracted to her. And so point. I'm going to reread now. and mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or but
1: we also see the heart's diminish like with Marshall when he sees the dedication and then just goes his heart's just completely blank out. So I think when I first saw the heart, the one heart, I kind of panicked. It's like, "Oh no, Vicky." But I kind of see it differently now um that it's the white heart, it's more her energies and and it's saying drained. Um mm-hmm. I think it's going to be easier hopefully for her to regain some of that energy and those heart containers mm-hmm. back than what we've seen with Marshall and mm-hmm. Sam and Charles.
0: Right, because for them, it's like a, a personality thing. And Marshall, mm-hmm. I think, I love what you're saying. I think Marshall, maybe it's like self-love in a way because mm-hmm. he, I think, doesn't have enough of it. He always takes up too much guilt upon himself. Do we At even least... know if he has any heart containers filled right now?
1: Because mm-hmm. last we saw them, I'm pretty
0: sure they were still all blank. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. And he has the old issues with his family and disappointing his family. So I think it just doesn't hold highly to itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yep.
2: Yeah. Right. the last time we saw, I don't I don't think we've seen Angela's heart containers except once in episode 91. I remember it because that episode like made me bawl. Like it had a very profound impact on me. Uh it was um Angela confronted Link about like like the storage closet yeah dumping mm-hmm. Sam <laughs> and so Link clarified <laughs> that he just wasn't attracted to her but like could understand that Angela was upset and then um Angela had the personification of shame behind her and she was yes. like she had the heart containers but they were shielded like when mm-hmm. once you're Link right asked about being her being hurt like her heart her hearts were like shield and she like got really mm-hmm. closed off mm-hmm. so I wonder if that's part of why Vicky right now like recoiled from Angela right now because she's so guarded and so shielded
1: which says a lot because in that same episode we see Vicky uh, approach Angela in just a giant form of love yeah um even bigger than Angela's shame uh, makes yeah. shame seem drained um that's a good episode to bring up uh, for this, another Angela and Vicky episode. So to see Vicky like this,
2: mm-hmm. kind of a big deal. Yeah. And that's that's what made me cry so hard because I was like, they are such good friends and Vicky could see that Angela was in a lot of pain and she came over and was like a source she of healing exactly, for her. Exactly, She knew exactly what needed to be done. And she
1: even kind of not chastised her, but guided right. her in apologizing to, to yeah. Link and- uh, let Link know that he had crossed a line in yeah. the kindest way possible. She really is a sweetheart.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but she, like, has... Oh, sorry, Mindy, go ahead. Yeah, she so was really emotionally wise, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and she has, like, so much love for her friends, but also so much love for herself, which I think is part of the reason why that love mm-hmm. personification was so huge, which, again, like you were saying, Sabra, is so significant now like she's so drained as compared to when that can't even handle a small
1: touch from her friend who i don't think is in a horrible place right now she's not being confronted by anything but even that is too much for her
2: mm-hmm. kind of
1: mm-hmm. a big deal mm-hmm. sorry to stop on that That's, that was good stuff That was good stuff
2: yeah so v- vicky rubs her her face her forehead and she combs back and brushes her hair back um and we see that she has a white streak in her hair, in the front, in the front of her hair. It looks so
0: good. She opens it. has been eyes. hiding it so well. is it pretty? Yeah.
2: I yeah. It. I
0: was thinking. Why did think, uh, Sorry,
2: go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask, why do you think she hides it?
0: Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Well, I, I don't know if she necessarily hides it so much as like she likes her hair better in that position, maybe like covering her face. That is, that is what like. Actually, maybe let's do the next analyst discuss. It. But I have questions related to both her hair and her eyes. Cause- okay, let's.
1: Yeah, let's. Because I think I'm thinking of some things too. So let's.
2: Okay. So she brushes her hair back, and she's kind of like shaking, um, and she sighs, and she opens her eyes, and then she pants, and she's like shaking some more. She's really not in a good way. And when we say opens her eyes, she opens her eyes. I gasped. I I did an audible
1: gasp when I saw her open her eyes and they're this light, light, I would say white, but maybe they're like a light, 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 light blue. I don't know. What do you think? Silver.
0: silver. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's like an actual existing color, but it looks silver to me. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So yeah. What do you think? I was like, I thought Vicky's eyes were open all along. I mean, obviously they must be open to some extent, otherwise she couldn't see, but like, yeah, what do you make of the fact that like she's opening her eyes really widely and exposing her face? I remember when
1: she was ta- when when Marshall was like waving his hand in front of her, and she she did say, that, "I'm not blind," <laughs> but I wonder if she keeps her eyes um, so closed on purpose because she can see so much. Mm. Uh, she doesn't need to have her eyes um, open all of the time because she can already see more than anybody else. Mm -hmm. And maybe she's, well, if she's grown up with this ability to see these emoticons or emotions, um, maybe this is just kind of a defense mechanism where even she doesn't have to discuss it. I mean, she doesn't have to discuss the color of her eyes or the streak in her hair, which definitely makes a very interesting topic of conversation. And maybe she just kind of avoids it, Mm -hmm. lets her kind of stay in the background. Maybe she's more comfortable there helping from a distance, not from a distance, but helping, um,
2: not drawing in the background. Exactly.
1: I don't think she has that desire. What do
2: you think? Sorry. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. And it's interesting that she chose to do that once Angela left. So like maybe it's just a further way to like, kind of, uh, as part of her process to cleanse her energies, whatever that means. Well, she's been doing this ever since she's little because didn't they know each other since grade st-
1: grade school as well? Yeah. So she's been hiding her eyes and her hair for a very long time.
0: Yeah. So my thoughts also were like um, similar to what, in terms of the eyes, similar to what you were saying that I think she gets easily overwhelmed and um, overstimulated. So because of that, and I think that her putting her hair over her face and closing her eyes maybe is a way of hiding herself. And like, she probably would feel too exposed to be open like that. And I'm thinking also the fact that she has a white streak in her hair could be that because of her empathy and her extreme reaction to people around her, she might have gone white early out of like stress or emotion. So, and maybe she doesn't want people to know about that. Or, you know, I think maybe it's just honestly an effect of like how it's arranged that once she hides hides her eyes, happens to be that the white streak is like hidden also, but yeah it's interesting like um I didn't give it too much thought until now probably because we didn't really have a Vicky focused episode till now oh and isn't that interesting we just we discussed um that in
1: Let's Play everybody seems to be dealing with a different uh trial or trauma and if you had asked me before this episode um or before the last few episodes uh who was in the most healthiest state, I would have said Vicky. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, But it makes it her a lot more interesting in in my opinion that we see what she actually goes through in order to help all of these loved ones around her. It doesn't come free of grief or pain. She's got her own own things to work through, even if it is um, working through other people's emotions
0: hmm Yeah. I know um, my undergrad was in psychology and I was planning on being a clinical psychologist. And then I um, worked at a social service organization and I heard people say stories all day long. And I changed my career path after that because I was like, I couldn't tolerate it. Um, you know, I was always like more sensitive and I think I'm obviously like much more thick skinned now, but I couldn't handle it. And I was like, I just can't hear people say stories all day long. So and, you know, she probably seems to be taking everyone's emotions to heart.
1: Literally, we saw her heart strain. Hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, now we have the eight part. So, all, all right. right. yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, we uh, pan back to take a look at the front door and uh, we see that there's a knock. It causes Vicky to jump, um, but she says, come in. Um, I think even that hurt her a little bit more because uh, in the next panel we see her wincing and uh, touching her forehead. Um, she looks very,
0: she looks like she's in a lot of pain. Um, the door she opens. Seems, um, she seems like she's sound sensitive. I have a friend also extremely sound sensitive. Whenever like just like this, it would hurt her ears. She always jumps whenever we make a small noise. We have to be like super conscious about making noise around her because she gets migraines easily, like because of them. And so yeah, so. Yeah, I I would agree. I think that's definitely taking place. So the door opens
1: and we see somebody walking in. Thank you for coming on such short notice. Of course, Vicki. Then you see this uh, individual sitting down next to her on the couch. Um, Can't see the face yet. You're always welcome to call when you need help. And Then we see that it's Abe, dear Abe. Um, He is kind of uh, leaning over and looking over at her in a concerned and sympathetic way you overdid it again didn't you and she looks at him and she's got her eyes open and her hair streak visible so he's he's definitely seen her like this before and she just says I didn't mean to but I
0: met someone who was too much So before we get into that part what do you think of the fact that she didn't even tell um Angela that it was Eve that was coming over
2: that was one of my questions too. Cause Angela obviously knows him. They all game together. Um, I just got a notification. My internet connection is unstable. Can you still hear me? Oh yeah, you're good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry about that. Okay. Um, I wonder if Vicki didn't tell Angela because she didn't want Angela to be jealous that she was reaching out to someone else for mm-hmm. help rather than Angela. I don't know. Yeah, that could be it. That's a good, that's a good point. Um, yes
0: you know, because people are different, not everyone will be able to be helpful in the same way all the time. So she, she couldn't get this kind of help from Angela. And but yeah, I totally get that she doesn't want to offend her. I think we also kind of um, when we get to know
1: people, we kind of put them in an assumed box of uh, what we expect to come from that individual. And when uh, Angela thinks of Abe, she thinks of her raid boss, you know, who's, uh, (laughs) um, it's very different than thinking of somebody who's coming over to help Vicky um, with her energies. And it's just a very different box that you almost don't expect Abe to be in. And maybe um, it's a preference of both Vicky and Abe to keep that side of things not just secret, but sacred almost. It's like, this mm-hmm. This is what we need together. Because um, she obviously keeps a lot of it secret. And as I recall, uh, she helped Abe through a lot of trouble um, when they first got to know each other, correct? Because she's the mm-hmm. one that got him into gaming. That's right. So mm-hmm. they got <laughs> to know each other.
0: I'm trying to remember. Do you remember uh, he had an
1: injury, and I, oh, okay. I think... He went to her because of the injury and obviously helped, she helped him, um, through all of the troubles that he was going through. I mean, he was, a going to be a professional football player.
0: Right. Right. Yeah.
1: So he probably had a lot of emotions to be going through as well. And, um, depending on how long ago that was, maybe she was also kind of developing her skills as, um, this person helping with other people's auras. So maybe it was a a learning experience for both of them, and she opened up. I mean we haven't gotten a backstory, but um just taking a look mm-hmm. with what he talked to Marshall about that one day at that luncheon.
0: yeah, that would make sense why they're so close now. can mm-hmm. connected on that level yeah and
2: sure. remind me uh correct me if I'm wrong, Abe was in the military
1: he l- um, yes yes i can't remember the um he he had an injury playing football though he was in the military i think he left the sport to join the military and then maybe played while he was in the military and then got an injury i just know that the injury was sports related not military related. oh okay
0: yeah i have to do another another reread
1: (laughs) yeah definitely yeah um oh what was i gonna say um i remember vicky suggested he become a vegetarian
0: Mm. right Mm.
1: and um and then i think he and she introduced him to gaming Mm
0: -hmm.
1: as kind of an outlet so definitely a lot of bonding there between them um she probably introduced him to angela so they knew each other before he knew angela um so, okay. So she says, I didn't mean to, but I met someone who was too much. Uh, he asks, who was it? A new person in your class? No, it was Sam's boss. What did you feel? Just looking at each other. She, you see a panel of just her looking very worried. You see a lot of uh, those worry marks that worry, sweat marks that uh, Mongi likes to draw. And she just, she looks like she's worried about saying what she's about to say. Mm. But she looks away uh, and says, "She felt a need to control so powerful. He's unable to let go. Chains bind both ways." I was curious about that line. That line has me thinking. Chains bind both ways. Hmm What do you think it means? I, I'm having a hard time with it because obviously we see the emotions control chaining the emotions. But I also think it means control is chaining, chaining up Charles. Yeah. One thing I remember from an interview uh, with Mongi when she was talking about the emoticons to begin with, she was talking about how when she feels anxiety, she doesn't think of herself as an anxious person. She thinks of anxiety as this other entity that she's got to deal with mm-hmm. for however long until anxi- anxiety has been appeased. Um, So when I look at these emoticons, I try to remember this isn't, when we look at control, control isn't Charles. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, Control is an entity that Charles has to deal with. Uh, And I think that he is um, bound by control. And I think he is using control to bind his emotions. But I don't think he had, he doesn't have any control at all either. He- he's bound by control just as much as his em- emo- emotions are bound by control.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's what I read from it also. I think <laughs> I'm figuring it out as I talk. I'm really just like
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> racking my yeah. brain.
1: Chines bind both ways. Um, when we see that chain going after Vicky, a lot of people were um, thinking that it was Charles being malicious in a way or trying to control her. I did not see that at all. Um, when she felt what she felt with Marshall, it was um, Marshall's feelings coming out through her. So I feel like those chains coming after her is what is happening to Charles. Those chains are wrapping around Charles. We see him reach out a lot in this and then pull back all the time or put his hand in his pocket where the where the ring is hidden. Um, even in this other past episode where we see him um, try to kind of linger and we hear like kiss kisser kisser um but he he backs off quite abruptly it's it's just I can just see somebody just pulling on these chains that are wrapped around him right. every time he every time he uh reaches back that, that's just kind of what I am imagining
0: yeah I don't think he has access to his full personality at all because of all his control and you can't live a proper life
2: and he doesn't have access fully to other people too I think is another way to look at the chains bind both ways like he's not allowing himself to express himself fully but he's also not allowing people to express themselves around him either or like to accept their expression towards him like no. he can't he can't let that in and he won't let it out either that's true yeah he doesn't he doesn't want to show people who he is
0: mm-hmm huh. so, so, um
2: sorry. Sorry. oh the the chain like wrapping around his arm going towards vicky that imagery makes me think of um when someone is feeling highly anxious i don't know if i should say this so my mom is super anxious yeah she has so much anxiety like when she's not in the house it feels okay As soon as she, as as soon as she walks in, everybody is like on high alert on their
1: toes.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Because she just exudes so much anxiety and it's not something she's aware of. Um, It's just, that's how she lives her life. It's not something she does maliciously. It's just, it's really hard for me to be around her for long periods of time because she has so much anxiety. And that's just, maybe that's the same kind of thing that Charles was exuding that Vicky picked up on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, people, well, I guess we kind of see that with uh some of the characters when he's when he's in the room, people kind of tone things down a bit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, maybe because for, for whatever reason. Uh in Sam's case, she gets embarrassed talking about certain things. And so she kind of just tones things down. It's like I don't want him to think I'm crazy or something like that. But uh, kind of interesting. We mm-hmm. can say so much about one line. I'm gonna... yeah. Oh my goodness.
0: Yeah. And- I have to say when I read this line this is again if you listen to the podcast a while like you you've I've said this so many times but when I heard this line I was like <laughs> like wow this is it was very attractive to me and it's like everyone has their bit of um I guess flaws that they not only can live with but are actually attracted to and this is my thing like I love I could not be with a man who was like too emotionally healthy um and this is my <laughs> flaw is like something I love um my husband does not have at all this need to control but like something broken just something you know and that I'm like
1: instant no I I can completely agree uh growing up the idea of I I grew up in a place where uh people like to pretend they were perfect and I think we see that a lot in a lot of places but I always distrusted that illusion of perfection um It's like, you know, be honest with me. I have flaws. You have flaws. You don't need to try to hide these flaws. You don't need to broadcast them, but you don't need to um, hide them as much. And he definitely tries to hide them, but I think it's also obvious to everybody that there's something going on with him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Ready for the next? Okay. All right. So um, she... Uh, going back, uh know it's Sam's boss. Um, he, Abe asks, is Sam safe around this man? And I really kind of appreciate this panel
0: because
1: mm-hmm. um, it could have gone so many different ways. But um, Vicky, again, is looking up at Abe, looking very worried. And she just says, I don't know, Abe. I can't tell the future. But I don't think he means her any harm. And I'm glad she mentioned that. I was a little uh, anxious Uh, reading through this wondering what her reaction would be to what she saw because it obviously scared her but did it translate in her wanting to uh, separate her friend from this man who's too emotionally damaged to
0: um,
1: let go of his emotions so I kind of appreciate that.
0: To me this whole this line was very ambiguous and it left a lot of room in the future for things to go wrong. It because definitely it, did mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to happen, which means like it could be that Sam will end up hurt by her experience with Charles, but I like that she says he doesn't mean her any harm because we know that Charles does care about her and he's worried about her you know getting too caught up, and you know he doesn't want to hurt her, but it could be that he will hurt her inadvertently because of who he is and his flaws, mm-hmm. yeah, I think what this panel
1: uh means for me really is implying that there's not going to be any physical harm because he's asking is, is she safe around this person um and then vicky um he doesn't mean any he doesn't mean her any harm it does imply that she could be hurt by this man but i don't think it would be physical pain uh, he's not abusive um but definitely being who he is it could he could cause emotional pain hmm Okay. Uh, then we see uh, Abe extend his hand to her and he says, well, at the very least. And then we see another panel of him just looking at her with such care and we can get on, um, we can work on getting you feeling better. So we see Vicki place her hand in Abe's hand and then she's smiling. She's just got this cute smile on her face and even just reaching out for Abe. He must have a wonderful clean aura because she's just, her happiness is just so cute here.
2: Mm -hmm. And she's been sweating this entire, um, this entire episode so far. So like, yeah, it could, it could be partly that she's worried, but she's also like probably in a lot of physical pain. Mm -hmm. Like when I have a migraine, it's not fun. And so I imagine that like the exertion of being awake and, when there's a bunch of light in the room or like even the sound of the door opening or talking could all be really painful for her. So I imagine her just needing like a stop to the conversation and just like sitting and being is probably a relief. Mm
0: -hmm. Interesting. So I have to say one thing that I really liked about this was that Abe is a character who um, defies expectations. And as soon as we know him, he defies expectations. He's a big guy, he's very masculine. And you would expect him to be tough and rough and not in touch with his emotions, but he obviously is very, uh, you know, emotionally intuitive and able to talk with sensitivity and care and take these things seriously. So I like how Eve, you know, represents that, you know, men can also be helpful and emotionally um, sensitive. Yeah. Uh, one thing that um, we talked about in
1: the Q and a uh, you made me think of and I was excited to talk about it today. Uh, you mentioned um, being when Mangi talked about um, the characters and what kind of roles they play in her life we were kind of uh, intrigued that Charles wasn't uh, a character that she really seemed to bond with and we just and usually when you write a romance comedy you um, make the romantic uh, lead um, somebody that you would be interested in, right? But then who was the individual that Mongi said she associated with the most? Yeah, Abe. Well, it, it was Vicky. It was Vicky, sorry, remember? Sorry. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah she, okay. she kind of is an empath, uh, just like Vicky is. But then when you find out who she would be more attracted to in a romantic sense, if she was in Let's Play, it was Abe. So she kind of did um create a relationship that uh she could see herself in she she wrote a character that for herself that Mm -hmm. she would feel bonded to it was just not the main characters not the leads so I just thought that was kind of fun
0: so actually now that that leads me to another question we every character has a problem right and that that's what's Abe's problem (laughs) well
1: we kind of talked about it before he um I kind of feel with uh, this uh, relationship with Vicky, we kind of see that he's kind of overcome his problems already. Mm-hmm. Most of them anyway, I'm sure he has problems, but the the big ones that he had to overcome were kind of in the past.
2: Mm-hmm. Hello, Kitty. Chloe mm-hmm. so he says hi. And that I think shows like the fact that Vicky calls on Abe shows a lot about like the inner work that he's done. The fact that he is a safe place for her to turn to, a safe person to go to and to help her feel better. Like he must've done a lot to really um, be that support and comfort to her. Mm -hmm. Agreed.
0: Yeah, it's very nice. I love how this comic has so many different kinds of people and different kinds of issues and ways of dealing with things. I know I have a very close friend group and um, it's taught me so much about different personalities because we share a lot of interests but each of us is so different emotionally. And I feel like for most of my life, I was pretty near-minded and I didn't understand personality types that were different than me. And having such a close, we're friends, like it's five friends, we talk every day. And um, it really makes me understand how people are just born different and you have to be able to respect those differences. So yeah, it's just really, I like to see the variety of personalities represented here.
1: Yeah, no, nope, I, I completely agree. It's really fun. All
0: right, I think that's done with those panels. Your turn. You're up. Okay, so we have the exterior of some buildings, and Charles is driving Sam to work, and he is looking quite somber, somber as usual. Glances over at Sam, who is falling asleep while holding coffee, and he tells her, "Be careful, Samira. You're about to spill your coffee." And she jumps, and good thing he saved her. <laughs> And she yawns and she says, sorry, Charles, I was up late last night and didn't get much sleep. And he turns to me and he's like, I hope you were not up for any bad reasons. Which my first thought was like, Is he thinking she's like sleeping with someone? No. I <laughs> totally didn't think that, but maybe, yeah. Or yeah, maybe he's it.
2: like, Were you still distressed over us making out over the weekend? <laughs> like, was I
0: was it still bothering you? <laughs> yeah, that's probably more likely. I, I think that it's pretty clear to him she is not sleeping around with anyone at this moment in time and
1: I don't think she yeah I don't think he has to worry too much in that <laughs> instance
0: mm-hmm. yeah and he probably is worried you're right Laura about his role because you know he felt guilty in some ways about pushing her too much or whatever so she's like no I was um and she does hesitate because we know that she was hesitant to talk with him about her you know nerdy hobbies but she does actually talk about it. She doesn't pretend, you know, that it was
1: something else. I love the word bubbles in this one because they're all squiggly, so you can kind of see she's
0: talking like, "Oh, eh, small." <laughs> that's a good point. I didn't notice this squiggly part. Yeah, so she's like, "I was playing World of Warcraft quest with a friend. He just hit max level recently, so I've been helping him out." So obviously that's Zion, and we still don't know who Zion is. And we're yes, like, but we're going to
1: talk about this next panel.
0: Yeah. So Charles' reaction is like. I see. And he turns away and he's like, speaking of gaming, he had a chance to speak with and Engineer. So it is. Pause. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny because
1: there are so many reasons to think that it's Marshall, but I still, to my core, still think it's Charles. I still think it's Charles. I do. Let's hear. Oh, I've got, yeah. (laughs) So um, the character Dion is. Still, a combination of all three of these men. So it, he is obviously designed to create confusion by mongi She doesn't want us to know who he is. Um, we see symbolism that it's Marshall with the star on the on the book. Um, we have seen him call somebody Miss in Ruminate. Eight. He says Miss Witch. So even though I would say that that's uh, Charles to the core, he did say Miss Witch in his in Marshall's run through of Ruminate. Um, but we also see the character Dion has rings all over his fingers. And that makes me think of the ring in his pocket. Mm-hmm. We also see his power, which is ice, which immediately makes me think of Charles' ice covered hearts. Also, when I think of Marshall doing a play through, I think of him picking a character that's more. Uh, you know wham bam with a sword <laughs> you know somebody who's more physically involved in attacking that just seems to me to be the games that he kind of gravitated to while I see Charles picking something that's more um analytical and um magical it's just personal opinion still to my core I think it's Charles um, mostly because of his hidden hobby that Mongi has talked about in interviews She's talked about that he has a hobby. It's not um, escape rooms. Yeah, it's not escape rooms and it's not um, fencing. Because we already knew about this when she talked about it. She says it was a hobby that he is embarrassed by. He doesn't talk to anybody about it. And he um, shared this hobby with Mongi. So it's something that she used to do. Yes.
0: I didn't hear that part.
1: I will, I will, I will show you that interview. It was a different interview. It's, um, she says that she shares the same hobby with him. And in another interview, I have heard her say that she played World of Warcraft.
0: Okay, yes.
1: So that is the reason why I think, plus I still think Charles is endgame, game. And so when I see, when I see him look away and say, I see, hi, by the way, have you talked to, I think that's him deflecting. I think when he looks away, um, he is trying to completely change the subject because he doesn't want to confess that he has been playing the same game. I don't even know if he knows that he's the one playing with Samara. I don't know.
0: Well, that I was going to say that Charles could be a little manipulative and not forthright. And it would make sense to me if he didn't tell her that he was playing with her. I don't like it if he was doing that but I would see it as being totally within his character. (laughs) Well, how
1: many times has he been manipulative? That's, that's, I think he portrays that he is manipulative, but I don't think he's as manipulative as we think. But that's a whole nother thing. We could talk about another hour on on that in honesty.
2: I honestly, I don't know. I don't know if um, Dion is anybody that we know. Like, I wonder if, I wonder if it's a woman actually that like designed the character because like Isamara, she is is like this is my dream man. So maybe it's like some other lady out there, (laughs) like this is my dream man. I just wants to play. I don't know, as a Shakespearean talking, (laughs) good looking character in the game. I don't know.
1: I think Karma looks more like Charles than anybody else.
0: Yeah, I think so too.
1: And I do, somebody pointed out on our Facebook group that um, Samara mentioned to Charles that she liked Ben's old hairstyle. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Yeah. I just thought that was kind of funny. So I I think it would be more likely for Charles to change the hairstyle to match his old hairstyle than Ben making his face look like Charles. Mm. Well,
0: it's very, pretty persuasive. (laughs) Um,
1: I can't, I can't stop. Thinking that it's Charles again,
0: I think. I mean, on the Facebook group, especially, there was so much discussion, and it was so cool. Like, the there little-
1: are some good points on both, all three, really. It could be somebody totally different. It could be Marshall. It could be Charles. I, yeah, it could be anybody. It really could. <laughs> I just maybe hope <laughs> that it's Charles. I also think with a, a game called Let's uh, Web comic, like uh, Let's Play. I think it would be more interesting to have at least two of these men be gamers, even Mm -hmm. if one is kind of a closet gamer.
0: Mm -hmm. That's a good point. Yeah. Because we already know
1: Link doesn't really play.
0: Right. So what I am sensing from this Dion character is that he's probably going to be, he is probably going to be significant in some way that, like emotionally, because it wouldn't, why, why are we being introduced to this person? Why are they coming into her life and right now it just seems very, you know, neutral. Just okay, I'm training with this person, but I feel like it'll end up being some kind of big drama in some way. Um,
1: Could be a little bit like You've Got Mail where she can open up to one character who's more um, kind of an, an inanimate object that she doesn't have to really be nervous around as opposed to opening up to other people around her.
0: I'm thinking maybe a betrayal, like if it's Charles mm-hmm. or in any way, like, why didn't you tell me? And, you know, I don't know. Something and it might be like for me I suppose yeah like maybe this would be an impetus for her to if it's Charles right um some kind of drama happening to separate you know
1: I still think Charles is going to go to this other job for a time I don't think he'll stay but yeah I think that's definitely and I don't think that little seed would have been planted to be ignored right
0: yeah same well okay lots of cool discussion (laughs) he changes the conversation to a visionary and she says, yeah, I talked to Ben yesterday. He doesn't and notice. He talks, he calls him Ben, right? Not Marshall. So he's like, yeah, I talked to him yesterday. He doesn't know anyone. Everybody's going to ask around. He seems excited to help. And he's like, I'm not surprised. Ben has always been eager to please in a marginally more healthy way than his sister. <laughs> 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 uh, so remind me again, how did I know, he's, how does he know Ben?
1: Uh, he knows Ben because he and Eva fenced together and Ben would come and watch Uh, I think even Ben did do fencing for a little while, but he didn't like hurting people. So he became more of a spectator.
0: Yeah. So also, um, I don't, Eva didn't strike me as a person who wanted to please. Uh, Is he referring to just like sexually? Like she seems quite combative, if anything.
1: (laughs) No, um, I think maybe he's kind of commenting on, even though Marshall is, or Ben is eager to please, the way he tries to please so hard, it's not very healthy. I think it's a little sarcastic here, maybe. And his sister is extremely not eager to please. Okay. So I think maybe he's like in just a marginally healthier way than his sister. I don't know.
2: Not what do you think. Yeah. Oh, okay. well, I was thinking his sister like did everything that their dad wanted. That is do, true. Lived up yes. to their dad's expectations. And it's like not the healthiest for her. Yeah. You bring a dad into play that's definitely different. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, true true. Yeah I'm curious if we'll get to know more about like his perspective of the family and you know because Charles might be closed off with his own emotions but he's pretty good about reading other people's so I'm curious if he'll lend us his insight about that dynamic. So he says, Samara, I hope you understand that this project with Indigenous may never happen. We could give them the perfect proposal and they may never still be interested or have the budget. I would hate for you to be disappointed that your first project, the one you're very passionate about, never took off. But he looks at her meanwhile. And I think that's very smart of him. You know, I think it's he is more mature and experienced than her, just by virtue of being older and having lived more in the world. And I think that it's a very good point to tell someone and he cares about her and he doesn't want her to be crushed and to be, you know, not have faith in her abilities and not and lose her passion. Mm-hmm. Good for Sam. I mean, good, sorry, good for Charles. You know, as much as we're worried about him, he is trying to be as sensitive as possible towards her. He really is always looking out for her. Yeah, yeah I think.
2: he Oh, sorry, go ahead, Sabra. No, you go ahead. I was just going to say, even though Sam is looking away, she's hearing it, but she's like, you know, sad about it. He's looking towards her to, so that if she does look over his way, that he can make eye contact with her and, you know, briefly while he's driving, <laughs> he can offer at least that little bit of comfort.
0: Exactly, yeah.
2: oh I was
1: just going to kind of um reaffirm I think um we got the initial impression of what kind of character Charles was and that was obviously deliberate she wanted us to think that he was this hard nose um but he has just proved himself time and time and time again on how considerate he is of other people's feelings and emotions, even though he expresses that in such a stoic way almost. um, But he's um, very aware and concerned with uh, especially Samara's comfort. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I just, he's, he's never uh, shown me uh, to be, I'm just really shocked that he has gone through so much and he has closed off all of his emotions so much that he can still be as uh, sensitive as he is and notice what's going on with her as much as he does. I find that kind of amazing.
0: I don't see him do that with other people. Like even with Mr. Young, he's very perceptive with him, but he's very rough with him. And, Mm -hmm. you know, he was rough with Marshall, with, you know, with the puppy Bowser. Um, He's rough with Eva. He's rough with Rosewood. I think he's kind of caustic to everyone else, but Samira has entered his heart and he's kind of like his old self with her, like the nice person that he was before his wife cheated on him and, you know, turned him into what he is now. I think that with everyone else, he's bitter, but with her, she's the only one that wormed her way into his heart and brings out the old him. We talked about how he
1: doesn't like people to see his true self. Maybe he's caustic to the people who believed the appearance that he portrayed. Because if you think about all of those people that he's caustic to, um, they see him in a completely different way than Sam does. Very true. Yeah. And so she's able to see through that and see past it, even when he tries. And he said, I'm a cantankerous old goat. And she's like, don't make me stand up for you against you. You know, she doesn't even buy it. So mm-hmm. she's, um, I think he's the way he is with her because um, she is the way she is with him. <laughs>
0: Oh. I'm like totally falling in love with Charles as we talk. <laughs> <laughs> I, the more we talk about it, the umbrella. I, I really yes,
1: I adore that man.
2: It does make me uncomfortable that they're in a like it's not just coworkers. He's like her direct supervisor. Mm-hmm. That is weird. That's yeah, a weird definitely. dynamic.
1: <laughs> yeah. I um think Mongi tried to um work through that with The few little idiosyncrasies, like the fact that she is the CEO's (laughs) daughter. Um, He could be deported like that (laughs) if he needed to be. Um, But I also think he's been pretty respectful of those boundaries. Also mentioning the fact that it's okay to have a relationship in the office. So,
0: Yeah, it is worth me as well. And I don't know, I've never had this kind of a thing myself. So I don't know. I don't have much, per, like, personal experience, but, yeah, it's something that I also like.
1: It's
0: Weird.
1: No. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's been a while since they've worked together, and it has only been recently where they've developed a connection or a chemistry, as Charles called it. So I think Mongi tried to make it as comfortable as it could be under the situation uh, for the story,
0: but, yeah, it is a little weird, a little weird yeah I guess I wonder if maybe that'll come up at one point like a conflict between them I don't I don't see it I don't see it like have any hints of that so far but maybe
1: if dad comes into play it will
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah no offense to all the Mr. Young like simps but god like leave your daughter
1: alone man I'm really hoping that that stalker isn't employed by Mr. Young. (laughs) Him keeping an eye on her, wait, she didn't go on the bus. That's a little forgivable if he's not stalking her. That is kind of crazy. Like, I left home when I
0: was 19. Like, trust me, my dad did not know when I was going
1: on the bus. Like, well, he's dealing with his own trauma as well. Each each of these characters, they have this problem that they're going through. And each of these characters are not meant to appear perfect. And I like that. We kind of had this uh, feeling of for Mr. Young and then now it's like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I never I never had that feeling
0: because I'm very independent. I hate being controlled. So it's my personal trigger. Um, I, hate, I hate that. It's like my number one.
1: yeah, who wants to be babied like that? Uh,
0: some people some people I think like. Being told what to do they like to be feel secure and have someone else take care of them I'm totally the opposite I like to be in complete control no one takes care of me I do everything myself you know that's the flip side where you have to do everything yourself but like this way no one tells me what to do so yeah, yeah. so that's
1: well he definitely comes to play uh comes into play with what Samara is going through and why she is the way she is why she keeps a blanket over her mirror for crying out loud yeah
0: so anywho she responds and she says I know Charles I don't actually expect for it to happen which that is a little bit of her pessimistic thinking i think and she says, i just want to try to prevent what happened to me from happening to anyone else which you know it's her personal motivation and he says very well Samira. i'm glad you're going into this with realistic expectations and then she looks at him and she thinks to herself charles still seems pretty distant i'd hoped that today would be better what did mom do when dad was in a bad mood so first of all, it's interesting that she interprets his being distant as his being in a bad mood, as opposed to his natural state of being. Or, or <laughs> she's—I'm telling you—she
1: sees him differently than other people do.
2: Hmm. Well, also Charles is really good at compartmentalizing. Like every part of his life is in its own in its own little neat box. And <laughs> it does Wrapped not up and in interact chains. with the other <laughs> right exactly yeah, but Sam um, you know, she would expect them to have slightly different energy now that they've been so intimate. Um, but Charles was like, well, we're going to work. So we're putting on our work <laughs> selves now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's for sure going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's gonna be tough for them to navigate if she, you know, expects them to be like kind and nice and flirty, or, you know, at least personable with her in all you know times I can definitely see that. So, she thinks herself, um, you know, she <laughs> pictures Papa Young as this giant bear roaring, whether he was sad or angry. Mom never made a big deal. Mom's just like standing there with her tiny, but you know, her hands are on her hips, not intimidated at all, ready to like boss him down. But what she does is she would just give him a gentle touch and speak to him softly. She, you see him, her touching, her husband's chest saying, I love you. And dad would instantly feel better. And he blinks and he blushes and he's like, <gasps> so captivated and his mood would improve. Because he is obsessed with his wife. And maybe I should try small steps with Charles. And what I like, by the way, I know that when I got married, the funny thing was, when the, you know, everyone learns different modes of behavior with their parents. And the funny thing was, the best thing about my parents' marriage for me was seeing them fight, because when I started fighting with my husband, I was like, "Huh, my parents did this. They're still married. I can do this too. <laughs> So, but like everyone learns things and observes things about their parents' marriage. And it's nice to see that she's, you know, bringing that into her current relationship. It's very normal. That's what people do. And good on
2: her mom for like keeping her composure because it's really easy to get like ramped up when someone else is ramped up. So it would be really easy for her to like turn into mama bear and they just roar at each other. But she's just like, oh boy, okay, calm down.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. She's got that skill. And again, I I really like that also because, you know, their relationship, not everyone will be able to live with a guy like him. And, you know, obviously vice versa for for her. uh, I don't know her thing yet, but like everyone has something, but some people just make it work. If it's the right combination, it works. And, you know, I think about my husband and I, like, we each have things that other people would not be able to live with, but we can. And that's how it works for people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, other people might be super frightened by Mr. Young's outbursts and wouldn't be able to handle it, but she can.
1: It'd be very intimidating. I mean, he crushes cell phones with his parents.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So now I love what Sam is thinking. She says, thinks to herself, maybe I should try small steps with Charles, like building a new game. When you make it from scratch, you have to write each line of code. The bigger parts of the game are not ready until the smaller parts is done. Are done and i love that she is realizing that relationships are not smooth sailing takes a lot of little steps this is a big for her mm-hmm. and she's not she's expecting just- like oh he's distant we're never gonna work it's never gonna happen she is being realistic you know and mature and ready to put some work in and i'm so impressed
1: yep she's growing she's- it's awesome to watch
2: Yeah. And I, I don't think she, I don't know that she is, well, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard because Charles was like, I don't want a relationship. I I don't want a girlfriend. I don't want that. If you want to play around, we can be, you know, coworkers with benefits. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, and so then Charles was like, okay, but you have to take the lead. I don't want to overstep my bounds. You know, I don't want to trespass on you. So you have to initiate. Um, And she in her way of initiating is like taking the small steps of building a relationship which um she was maybe she was thinking of it more in like a sexual way like i have to be comfortable touching him before we can be more intimate but this is like build the steps of building a relationship and so for charles um it's the same thing like he was not interested in having a relationship ever again but with these little small steps with sam he's beginning to be more open to it it's really beautiful
1: it is really beautiful he didn't know he open to it, by the way but like he thinks mm-hmm.
0: he's not
2: but mm-hmm. oh he's we discussed this
1: the other day he's breaking his rules left and right if he had been in this same situation with any of the other women where they were showing this much interest or he was even showing interest uh to them in this way he would have called it off he would have backed away he's like nope we're not doing this we saw that with eva
0: Exactly. yeah
1: he liked the chemistry with her but because of her uh feelings he he backed off and they're showing more connection than eva and him probably ever did so he's already breaking his rules left and right. yep
0: Denial. i wonder yeah i'm thinking i know i've said this a lot but i'm thinking at the point where he realizes he's in over his head that's when he'll run away to that job he's like too much I can't
1: handle this yeah well I think when we finally see those chains slip um I don't know if what we see is going to be very pretty Mm. yeah I think it might change into uh, an emotional nervous breakdown of some kind in all honesty Mm. because yeah there's a lot we could talk about in that but I just I don't think what we see will be very pretty maybe he will lose control romantically first or something like that but there's gonna be, he's bound binding up a lot of emotions, a lot of emotions. And I bet some of them are pretty, pretty traumatic for him, which is why he does it in the first place.
0: You know, when I met my husband, my husband had a, a abusive background and a lot of bad sad things in his life. And he told me when I met him, he was like, you know, when I have a negative feeling, you know what I do with it? Push it down and push it down. And he's a, he's a jokester. My husband's really funny and he jokes and he trolls all the time. And I thought he was joking. And then as we lived together and I started realizing the extent of his trauma, which he hadn't talked about. I was like, Oh my God, you were right. You really do do that. I was like, Oh my gosh, you weren't joking. So yes. And uh, yeah, when it comes out, when it finally comes out, if it's been repressed, it's terrible. So yeah, I'm not expecting a very healthy Charles.
1: (laughs) I'm hoping, I'm hoping it
0: helps, but I
1: don't think it's going to be pretty at first. Yeah, I mean that's he obviously kind of- needs to let go. He obviously needs to let go. What yeah. is it gonna look like when he does?
0: Right. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Again, this is the kind of stuff I love. It's terrible of me, but I do. <laughs> so hence why attract him hasn't. So one of <laughs> many reasons. But anywho, they are in the parking lot and Charles comes out of his car and Sam is still there. She's pausing and he's like this young. It doesn't even say Sam. He's like
1: this Young. i know he's still in very formal mode, isn't he?
0: As soon as they get to work. Oh, because yes. this is
1: at work, isn't it? Yes. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I was thinking they were. He was taking her home, but no.
0: Yeah, the coffee. At work in the morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and she steps out, stands in front of him. Kind of is still looking down, and she places her hand on his chest, touches him. It's enough to indent his vest. So it's not like just, it's not light. It's like a significant pressure. And she looks up at him with a cute smile and blush and says, Thank you, Charles. And just turns around. He's like yup, and oh. he walks away confidently. Tap, tap, tap. And he's like turning after her. Hoo-hoo.
1: That look <laughs> good on his face.
0: face. <laughs> oh, so good, for her. good for her. It must have been hard because she's not in, by the way, he's she's doing exactly what he wanted her to do, which is what you're gonna say manipulation slash training, if we want to have that discussion. Like he said, you take the lead. And she's like, no, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. Guess what she's doing? Taking the
1: she's lead. doing it. Yep. Yeah. But in her own way, I mean, she's thinking of it as a video game and comparing it to her, her parents. She's doing it in her own way, which is not a way he was expecting, to be honest. Mm. But I mean, because that is a very surprised Charles, <laughs> a very surprised Welshman right there. And <laughs> he's blushing. Giant. About, who else <laughs> blushes as much as Sam? Charles, of all people. (laughs) Charles, especially in these last few seasons, the last few episodes. He is a blushy boy. I really honestly think before his, um, his, um, the uh, divorce between him and his wife, uh, I really think he and Sam are a lot more alike.
0: Mm -hmm. He tells her that he took a long time, right? He says Mm -hmm. that you're learning faster than I did, which also surprised me, but yeah, it seems like he was a totally different person before his wife cheated on him. That's kind of why I think of him as a gamer as well. Just because yeah. I really think
1: that they were more similar before all of this, before all of this went down with his wife.
0: Oh, okay. Cool. So, but then
1: again, we don't see anything
0: other than that. <laughs> what oh. is what if his wife cheated on him because she was like disappointed him and, in him and was like oh you're too nerdy you're too like you're not good at your job you have a low-paying job or something They got and married she- at 18 they were
1: both kids after time went, go- went on she might have felt like she had grown up and matured which she obviously didn't if she's cheating then he did when <laughs> he kind of stayed in his nerdy innocent self
0: maybe maybe he worked to become the man that she wanted him to be but he wasn't you know I don't know if consciously, but mm, that would be an interesting complexity. That would be so
2: sad.
1: The scene kills me when we see Charles breaking down at the party, him just sobbing. That's when I realized how broken he was.
0: I put that in, by the way, that put that. Video poem that I made today about the one that's stone hard about Charles. I put that picture in with his crying. Oh, you're gonna make me cry
1: now, yeah. really. Just we, I think when she posted that episode, that's when I did. Uh, I already was starting to like Charles, but at that episode, it was just like, oh no, you didn't. Just make me cry over this Welsh boy.
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> that's one of the reasons why i think he's probably end game to have him mm, so broken he has to grow he has to change and if he doesn't get that at the end of the story um what was the point
0: yeah so i mean it then it's a tragedy like i know in storytelling it's true happy what a tragedy. Like so i don't know is manga writing a tragedy i don't think for every character but maybe for him I don't
1: think so. It is definitely uh, possible. She's pulled surprises left and right. So,
0: I don't know. I I don't think it's going to be a tragedy. I do think it's going to have a happy ending. But yeah, I mean, it might not be
1: the happy ending we want.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Do you want to talk about um one of the th- one of the, the co- recurring bonus questions I do is end the game theories because I want to hear like everyone's opinion on it. I don't think I've done that with you, Laura, yeah, right? No, we haven't we have been on the play. So we could have that as one of the bonus questions and other stuff if you want. Sure. sure. Sounds good. Awesome. So let's stop this recording and we'll move to the bonus question. Thank you so much to my current patrons, Susie, Lily, Libris, Lily, Jenny, Haley, One and Only Taco, Elizabeth, Maria, Molly, Veronica, Emily, Emily, Joe Rochelle, Saucy, Tuggles, Big, and Rose, Priya, Ale- Alexa, Misty, Laura, Joanne, Patty, Jen, and Milda Shannon, Esther, I'm watching you tours, Poppy Seed, Marie, Jen, and Emily Jean. Your support is truly appreciated.